This week on The Buzz, we'll be kicking it with NYC native recording artist, worshiper extraordinaire, and maverick, Naomi Reigns. Welcome to the show, Naomi. What's up? I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we are so excited to have you. You have no idea. When I saw this on the calendar, I was like, the Naomi Reigns. Stop. No lie. <laughs> NYC native, on top of that. Come on. Top of all the worship extraordinaire. NYC right. Queen. That's it. Queen. See, finally. Our, Queen. Uh, our last person we did was repping Brooklyn. And I'm from, you know, I was repping Queens. So now we got Queens in the building. There we Come go. Come on. You know Brooklyn uh-huh. people. They always, they always got to go hard no matter where they are. It's uh-huh. like, okay, we heard you. But Queens <laughs> here. Queens, there we go. There we go. And, uh, so we, complete. we got the two best boroughs in the house. <laughs> right. I mean, because we know. Nobody's the Bronx. Come on. Staten no, Island doesn't even no, exist. No, and then <laughs> Manhattan. I'm a Bronx listener to me. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. This, sorry, this is bad. Sorry. I'm like... We go, we go, we go. So before we jump right into it, we'd like to start with at least one or two little icebreakers. So the first one I got for you here is, you know, I know you've been traveling a lot. So what is the strangest food combination you've eaten? strangest food combination like i've heard a lot about you know donuts with bacon or the whole sweet and salt thing so like what's what's the strangest you'll say i do like that um oh i had a peanut butter and jelly burger that was not Ooh. good butter and jelly burger. it was yeah it was not good it there was there was peanut butter there was like a like a great Kind of, or, or it was like a bacon jam. It was not good. Was it on a burger bun? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. That has to be strange. It was. It was. I was not happy. I was not happy. <laughs> How much of it did you eat? Nah, I've probably like two or three bites. Because at first, okay. like first bite, you're like, oh, okay. And then you take another bite and you're like, mm, oh, okay. And then the next bite is like, okay. Like um, oh. This is not good. <laughs> All right, good. That's a good one. So now, what is the most daring adventure you've taken? Listen, walking down the street. I am not a daring, adventurous person. <laughs> I do not. Count me out. I'm not going bungee jumping. Just, I'm not skydiving. I'm not even, um, you know, when people do those ropes courses uh-huh. and all of that. I'm not trust falling back on you. I'm not doing any of it. So... No trust falls? No trust falls. I do not trust you. And I will not be trust falling. No. Um, maybe I would do a trust fall. I did do a ropes course once and I almost had a heart attack. I actually hate it. I don't find this thrilling at all. I go to the amusement park to hold your coat, your bag, your glasses. <laughs> I will stand online with you for the roller coasters and talk and have a great time. I'll hold your drink, walk through and wait for you and watch them, t- you know, when they take the pictures, I'll mm-hmm. watch everybody's pictures, everybody's face like, Ugh. I do not want to be there. I'm, I'm good. That is like true city girl behavior. Like us from the city, we all, all them adventurous stuff. Okay. Crossing a New York City street. That's the yes, most adventurous that, thing. Adventurous I've done. It is quite. <laughs> Not me. 
wait so let me tell you this they tried to get me um they tried to get me to ride you know one of those motorized scooters mm -hmm. they tried to get me to ride one of those motorized scooters in la i went probably two minutes on this thing and i was like I can't. First of all, you need too much core strength to keep that thing together. I'm like, somebody's going to fall. That somebody is going to be me. And I didn't come here to go to the hospital. So I'm like the worst. I walked my scooter back to the station and like stopped my time. They were laughing at me the whole time. And I didn't care because I'm like, I'm going okay. safe today <laughs> and I'm not going to the hospital. So exactly. You're the one trying to do that. <laughs> It's terrible. I don't have a spirit of fear, guys. Don't worry. I just don't Listen. like adventure. You. <laughs> so since I want to say since like pour me out in 2017, um, we've been seeing so much more of Naomi Rain. Like you have been exploding since around that time. Can you tell me like what was the turning point? Um, yeah, I think there were two there were two, like that was like a start, mm -hmm. um, pour me out, especially when um, Todd Delaney covered yeah. it and did it. That was like a really cool, like, okay, like a thrust. Um, and I just kept traveling. I kept going places, but it was kind of more like in stealth mode, I would say, like nobody mm -hmm. really knew. But I think when we did Promises, mm -hmm. that was a real, a real like turning point where it was like, oh, okay, this is more than what yeah. it was before. Um, right. And it was, I mean, honestly, one of the things I love about that moment is that it was unscripted. Honestly, when we when we finished that recording that night, nobody left there saying, promises, that's the song. You know, nobody, mm. we, we were just, we had so many moments. We did, I think we did Man of Your Word that night, if I'm not mistaken. We did so many other songs and it was like, we didn't know that that was the one until mm -hmm. we listened back. And this was before um, the, the pandemic really got, like before we shut down. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it was like the timing of the song. It was just something God did. And um, mm -hmm. seeing how God used it was like crazy amazing. But I've seen ever since then, there's been like such a such a quick like shift. I, shift. Yeah. So around like when was that recorded? Because I know by the time we see things, they've probably been out quite some time completed quite before so 2020 so we released that i think april of 2020 right okay. but i but we recorded it probably august september of 2019 it wasn't too mm -hmm. far ahead um and that's the thing about maverick you guys i know everybody's always like maverick is always putting out something there's so many of us so we have the ability to do more than just an artist that's working by themselves right but we do, we do a lot. We come together. Every time we have a writing camp, we usually do a recording. We record some songs. And um, yeah, the turnaround is pretty quick. Yeah. Even, even, with, even with that though, so like what is some of the biggest difference between your, you know, you worshiping in an intimate setting at your local church versus like some of the larger stages? Like what at least, if anything, major difference have you, you know, you've experienced since then? Um, you mean personally or like what I noticed in those spaces? Yeah, like what you notice, like how, how have you seen it? So, I mean, so I love every space. Like I, I came up in the house of prayer. First of all, I was born and raised in a mega church. So I'm used to big 
stages, churches, that stuff. I'm used to that. I grew up in that. Um, but then I feel like the Lord really groomed me in his presence in a small house of prayer. Um, and so there's just a different level of intimacy. Um, I find that we're usually able to do more one-on-one ministry with people in smaller places, which is thrilling, exhilarating. It just feels like, like boots to the ground, you know? Um, but in the bigger spaces, there's a, there's a joy that comes. There's a joy that comes from being able to sing out and hear a bunch of people singing the same thing or like there's just something that happens when people lift their voices together and worship God together there's just nothing that beats that and so to me it's more it's just the experience is different same God and I love how he moves differently in these places but it's the same does that make sense I know I'm not Mm -hmm. really answering this Mm -hmm. question but it's just um no you are yeah it's it's beautiful it's it's two it's just two different types of beauty it's like the difference between looking at like a lake or uh or picking oh you ever like just pick up a rock and look at it and it's like oh this is so cool and then looking at a huge mountain and it's like, yes. man, this is majestic. This is beautiful. This is glory. There's just two different things, you know? And so one is more tangible. I can feel it. I can, you know, I can almost not, contr- but there's like, there's like touching to it and uh, this closeness. Yeah. Tangibility. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? But uh, there's, yeah. there's that. <laughs> and then there's this, like be, being able to behold this massive, mm-hmm. beautiful, wonderful thing. And the other thing that I love about going like to, bigger spaces um, is that you get to see what it takes to really put something together. Um, I think mega churches and stadiums and corporation, that type of stuff, they can kind of get a bad rep in church. Mm -hmm. Um, And we kind of look at it like that's the machine Uh, or some people just go, that's all they want. Like they'll glorify that. But what I love about it is that in order to do something on that level, it takes a level of cooperation. It takes a level of teamwork. It takes submission. It takes people coming and saying, this is what we're all doing together. And that's one of the things I learned from being a part of Maverick as opposed to being my, like an artist by myself. And it's funny, when you asked me that question, I thought you were going to ask me what's the difference between like my own music by myself and the music with Mav. And to that me, it actually, actually is the same. That was actually one of the questions. So you were kind of front-loading it right now. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's like the same question. I feel like it's the same thing. It's like this this one thing that's like, I have control over over how the, how the music sounds and all of that. And it's beautiful. It's my creative expression to the Lord. It's that, right? But then when I get to be a part of Mav, I'm a part of something that's bigger than me. And so I'm able to collaborate and pull from others. Sometimes we don't agree and, and there's challenge. I'm challenged there, and but it sharpens me. It stretches me. Um, yeah. And when I'm not 100%, I don't have to do everything. I can lean and rely on my brother and my sister. And when I'm 100% and I'm like, yeah, like we get to celebrate and enjoy and and have fun together like it's just it's beautiful both are beautiful both are wonderful and yeah sorry i answered the question before you asked i love that you just like knocked it out right there i love it (laughs) (laughs) and and it made me think about how grateful i am for maverick and that that because coming from like a small church all my life and then seeing the small it, it appears yes it's a big sound right so when you guys do worship is a big sound but when you guys do the videos you get to see a small group of people enjoying worship together yeah. but they though that small group is creating a huge sound yeah yeah and you get to do exactly what you said behold behold the glory of the lord in that place and it's so powerful 
It's so great to be a part of. I know, you know, being from New York, one of the things that I learned when I was really young, I went to the Apollo. I don't know if y'all remember watching Showtime at the Apollo. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it on camera, it's so big. It's like, oh, this is majestic. This is dope. You know, like, and then you go to the Apollo and the stage is like this small. And you realize that most of that was like camera angles and the experience that you had at home you re- you're like, I don't know if I'm going to have that same experience, but then the show starts and you're like, woo, woo, you know, like cheering yeah. or booing whoever you wanted to do. I didn't really do the booing. I just watched other people boo like, Ooh, I can do it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I realized, I, I, it's the same thing with, with the Maverick recordings, I think, but, but the opposite, right? You hear it, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this big thing, this. And then you look at it and you're like, oh my God, but still it's huge because what's mm-hmm. happening is the worship. Like, and I'm, that's not a show, but it's like the main event, what happens in that mm-hmm. moment is actually happening in real life. And if I'm honest, when we're in those rooms, you know, sometimes we're tired. Sometimes we flew in that day or, okay, maybe we didn't fly in that day. Maybe we were up all night the night before talking and laughing <laughs> and, um, and eating dinner. Cause that's what we do when we get together. Mm-hmm. We hang, we have fun. We stay up absolutely too late and get up absolutely too early and don't know where our voices are. And we're just like, <laughs> we're just going to go. And we're going to sing. We don't remember the words. Like there's a lot that's going on right in those moments. The room you guys is cover small. It well. Yeah. Well, praise God. The room is small. <laughs> There's a lot of people in the room. The room is hot. You know, there's like a lot of reasons to be like, oh man, this mm-hmm. is not comfortable. But there's something happen. So there's something that happens when the music starts and when those lyrics start to go forth and those voices start to go forth. That's like, man, God is here, you know? Um, so I'm grateful. I'm super grateful to be a part of it. Like and we feel it. We feel it too. Like we feel that shift. We feel everything. And we would, you know, have it on repeat and you get it there over and over. And you're like, it's over just something impactful about that so yeah def- definitely and you talked about you guys hanging out late at night eating food together how important is that connection that you guys have with one another to the sound it's, that we hear it's vital we're actually family like people don't mm-hmm. get it we're actually family we actually love each other we have a chat we talk every single day um <laughs> we we defend each other we we correct each other mm-hmm. we we love on each other. We encourage each other. Um, we see the moments that nobody else gets to see. Mm-hmm. We've um, we've kind of gotten a lot of popularity very quickly, and that can be difficult. And so we're walking with each other. Um, we buy shoes for each other and <laughs> <laughs> and eat bunches of food and and hang out and tease each other. Like it's just beautiful. I. I haven't been a part of anything like this. And I've been, I've been on a few teams and I love, I love every team I've been on, honestly. I mean, some teams I'm like grateful. I'm not still over there. I'm not going to hold you, but (laughs) this thing is like actually real. And that's one thing I love about it. You, there's not like competition and us like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't get to sing that song. I mean, sometimes we do want to sing songs like, Oh my God, because we love it so much, but we're not competing against each other. We really love each other and we hang. And honestly, there are times when I'm like, I don't care what I'm doing. I'm going to go and be at a Mav, right? At a Mav recording, whatever it is. Because we don't have to do everything, right? Mm-hmm. I want to be there because that's family. And um, we're going to get to hang out and have fun and solve the problems of the world with one song at a time. <laughs> uh, so that's cool. You do it. You do it. <laughs> I, I heard you saying correct each other. And I saw in Chandler Moore's um, birthday tribute to you on Instagram. He said, you correct me. And I was like, wow. That's deep. 
they're close. It's more than just a recording. Yeah. You know, that is, that's my little brother. Um, And I'm like, because I'm the oldest and I'm, I'm, and because of just the grace that God has given me, I'm the mama of the group. So Mm -hmm. I have the, the privilege of telling people, uh, no, uh, don't do that. (laughs) Or why did you like, what did you think? It's not easy. Um, it's not fun, but I'm actually grateful to be able to be in these amazing people's lives and be able to say, Mm -hmm. Hey, I don't know if we wanted to do that, or maybe use wisdom as you go into the situation. And what's even more, um, amazing to me is that they call for that. Mm. Nay, what do you think about this? Wow. How do I, how should I look at this? Oh, I got this contract and I'm thinking about, and I'm like, I ain't a lawyer, but we're going to pray and we're going, <laughs> you know, we're going to go to the Lord about it. Or, I'm, or I'll be like, why'd you do that? You know, no. Okay. Talk to them and say this, you know, but that's a privilege that people will call you and say, Hey, I know that there's a grace on you for this. Um, and I'll, I'm open to correction. That is beautiful. And I think like, to be honest, that's one of the things I'm praying for us about because it's a big group of us there there are a lot of us and like you said earlier like Sherwin there are people that want to everybody's not happy you know um and there are people that would try to bring us down um personally you know and it's really the enemy and so it's important that we we keep building and we have safeguards to help protect us and so whoever's listening watching whatever you're doing pray for us because yeah. We need it. You know, we need it. And for you to say you're the oldest means that it's a young group. Like the average age of the group has to be young. Yeah. You know? Like 26. That's like the average age. And I'm right. not. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I yeah. Like, I like that. You said one thing this time, right? Because you, you, you're thinking, you know, for the group like that, once, you know, it's blown up, it's gotten so big, even your own personal ministry. Now you're, you know, you're in the public eye more like anywhere you go, not to say someone didn't know you before they did, but now like they know, know you, or at least think they know and know you. Mm-hmm. So, like, what are some of the challenges that comes with being in the public eyes? And like, how do you deal with that? Um, um, this is a good question to ask me now because I think I've really gotten through the transition of it. Um, and transition is always hard. It wasn't easy. Um, I think for me, it was the pressure that I felt out of nowhere. Nobody said anything or didn't. It wasn't like anybody was like, Naomi, you have now this pressure we're putting on you. It wasn't that. It was just all of a sudden I was like aware that I'm like more people are knowing me than, than those that knew me before. And I, you know, some, sometimes you have to work out some things in your own soul um, because there were fears that I had and there, and there are realities that you have to face. Like people can look at a seven minute video or let's be honest, maybe it's a 12 minute video, you know, Maverick songs are long, Um, but they (laughs) can look at, (laughs) they look at, at a 12 minute video of you and think they know you, but they don't know you. And they have information about you, but you have nothing on them. So it's kind of like you're meeting people that, like you said, seem to know you, but you don't know them and they don't know you, you know? So it's like this pressure of like, okay, am I going to meet up to their expectation of what they 
what they want to see or what a worshiper is or what a mm -hmm. this or you know this is the person because we have a privilege to be a part of the soundtrack of people's lives and not just their right. regular lives their prayer lives their time with the father that's serious that's deep yeah. um i don't take that lightly i'm like this is real you know and people are making life decisions and some of some of them are receiving miracles some of their lives are being changed by this like the trajectory of, of their lives some people are losing loved ones and our songs are getting them through like this is deep stuff and so i was feeling the weight of that at one moment once there began to be more and you're getting messages and people and all of it is good news but sometimes that can kind of turn to be like oh no must do things to uphold this and i realized this, that's not on me. You know, the Lord mm -hmm. had to really be like, Naomi, relax. Like you did your job. You sang your song. Amen. You know, mm -hmm. always be kind to people respond. I try to respond to people. I can't respond to everybody. Now I used to respond to everyone, but it's not on me to try to be something. I have to just be myself. Um, I'm pretty good at that and, and try mm -hmm. to love people and, and be kind, you know? And so after getting through that shell shock of all the pressure that I really put on myself, it was self-imposed, mm -hmm. although some of it was based in reality, um, I think I'm doing better. And honestly, because I have friends and I've been able to connect with people who've been through this, I can call them, like I can text up Israel and be like, hey, how do you deal with this? Or like, what's up? And sometimes I don't even have to text him, him or here. Adrian will just text me and be like, I'm praying for you this morning, randomly, you know? And so it's good to have friends that have been in that situation already. They already understand pressure. They understand trolls, you know, internet trolls and stuff. Oh, they no, get all of it. And so they're just like, oh, we love you. We're for you. You know, that stuff is, is great. You need a support system. Yes, yes. Right, right. And then even now um, you're connected with Stephen Furtick as well. So how is, I mean, growing up and listening to Izzy's music and then listening to Stephen Furtick messages and now working alongside these two men of God, what has that transition been like? It's been amazing. Stephen Furtick is probably one of the greatest songwriters I've ever written with. He is prolific. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. Um, I do, I, you know, I, I tell him like, I think we brought something out of you this time. Um, <laughs> um, Old Church Basement, this album is going to be, it is amazing. It's amazing. It's, I think it's one of the best things we've ever done because it brings who, who he is, who Chris Brown is, Tiffany, all of the writers, right? And, and us, and we're, cause we wrote as well. And, and then who we are just, you know, mm -hmm. it's just the, and it's amazing to um, to work with somebody of Pastor Stevens' caliber. There's something I learned, like just being around him. Um, he's a real good leader. He really understands people and he knows how to carry himself in a room. I, I can't even really, I won't even go all the way in because I can't put my finger on it completely. But when you're with him, you feel significant and you feel important. And it's not because it's not because you're just in his presence. That's not what it is. It's like, he has a way of asking you questions, talking to you in a way that makes you feel like, oh, I found value in something mm -hmm. that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. it, to me, that's a gift. I think that's how people feel when they talk to somebody like Oprah or um, mm -hmm. 
you know, really a lot of pastors have that, right? They have that mm-hmm. gift to like m- help you feel them. And, and interview is y'all. Like, I feel like, <laughs> man, I'm special right now. Like they, but he has that thing, you know, and he asks right. you questions and he says things in a room where it's like, oh, and he disarms you because you almost want to be like, it's Stephen Furtick, you know, and be like nervous. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm Stephen Furtick, you know? And it's like, but you're Naomi Rain. You're Stephen Furtick. <laughs> I know I didn't grasp that. I mean, I've been knowing I'm Naomi Rain for my whole life, but it's still a little different the way y'all see me than the way I see me. Cause I I'm loving the extra voices and the anime. <laughs> I'm loving it. This is the side I haven't seen as much, so I'm I'm taking on. I'm loving this. We keep and, this and, under wraps, you know. I'm a little um I'm a little animated. I like it. It's a little just a little bit of drama in my life. You know? I, I love it. It's good. It makes for great Insta stories. Your Insta stories are great. They keep me entertained. I'm like, yes, girl, me too. <laughs> we have so much fun. <laughs> yes. go, go, go ahead, you know. No, I was going to swing right into, um, you know, because we get to see a little bit of the parts of your life that you choose to share on social media. How do, how do you feel or how do you want young people to be drawn? Or how do you expect young people to be drawn to a lifestyle of worship through your artistry and through, you know, the, the lens of your life that they're able to see? Yeah, I, I hope that, okay, because I try hard to be authentic. I mean, as you can see, I'm, this is me, y'all. Um, this, it is what it is, you know, and you get what you get. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the major things in worship. We have to actually be real with the Lord. And sometimes we go into encounters and moments with him, like still hiding, still pretending, still like, yeah, Lord, this is exactly what I want. And what, like mm-hmm. we come in pretending mm-hmm. and I don't think God wants that. He doesn't need it. Um, He's God. And he wants us to worship him in spirit and truth. So if it's like a good day, we worship him like, oh, God, it's a good day. If it's a bad day, it's mm-hmm. like, man, God, it's a bad day. And we worship from that place. He a broken in a contrite spirit. Like, that's what he desires. That's what he wants. And he's not going to, like, snuff out a smoldering wick. That's not who God is. He loves us and he wants us. And so um, I'm praying that as I worship authentically, that people would feel that and go, oh, that's it. Just be myself. Just right. talk to the Lord just talk to Jesus, you know, just start talking. Yes. You don't need the these and thou's. You don't need to do like this with your hands. You don't need to get on mm-hmm. your knees. You don't have to do that. Um, and there are, there are stages to it, but I'm praying that young people will go, okay. Uh, it, maybe it wasn't about the form or the fashion or, you know, how the rules so much. And I'm not talking about holiness. I'm just talking mm-hmm. about like what it takes to get to God it's just right. Jesus, you know? Right. And so we worship through that lens and I'm praying that they'll hear that and they'll feel that. And they'll be like, all right, I want to, I want a relationship with God. Maybe he's not requiring all the things that I thought I couldn't do. He's just requiring me. And, and over time he'll wash me clean. He'll mold me. He'll produce the fruit and bear fruit in me, the fruit of the spirit that I would become loving, patient, kind, you know, faithful and uh, have self-control. You know, I think sometimes we try to jump to the end of a thing. And if we let God just 
plant seeds in us and let that fruit grow, you know, um, we see that he's really done this work. So I, I don't want anybody to hear that and be like, okay, great is your faithfulness toward me. Okay, God, you're, I'm going to be somebody who knows that your faithfulness is no, like live, Mm -hmm. let God show you and respond, you know, um, take the music, let it be something that, that just blesses you. I I feel like, okay. I really feel like we need more just authentic encounters with the Lord, not what we make up. We make up so Mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. We make up so much and faith without works is dead, right? Like there's things that you have to do. Like you have to actually get in, get in in the game. Come on Mm y'all. Like let's do something. (laughs) But we just start to put on so much. And so if you're going to put on anything, put on love, you know, and, and mm. love folks and try to get, ask the Lord questions um, about, man, how can I love people better? And how can I love you more, Lord? Let's mm. ask those questions. Let's start working on ourselves instead of trying to look like something or trying to chase something. And, and anyway, I, y'all know I can go on a tangent with this. I just want the young people to be real, but in a way that honors the Lord, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and acknowledges the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that, that, you know, not to try to look like something, something that I noticed about you and Mav, you guys in your worship sets, you guys are dressed down, like y'all are chill. And I think that sends a message in and of itself. The first time I saw it, you know, when we think of lifting hands and in a and 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 in in an in an explosive worship session, in general terms, growing up in church, everybody's all decked out. They, you know, when you're laying prostrate, your heels are on stale and all of that good Come stuff. On. <laughs> but y'all in y'all in jeans and t-shirts and worshiping deeply. It, it's not a game worship. Right. So even what we see on screen translates that same message come as you are because let me say this think about it every culture has a wardrobe Mm -hmm. right there's only one god though there's not an american god and a white god and a black god or a chinese god or a indian god so in india he's one way you know there's or that god wants you to dress in a sari and in in china that god wants you to dress in you know what what does it matter? Like, seriously, what, as long mm-hmm. as you're modest and not, you know, scantily mm-hmm. clad and half naked or doing something that's dishonorable or inappropriate, like, what does it matter what you wear? Do you think God is really saying to you, American person that's in jeans, you can't worship me, but a person in Africa who might not have clothes, they can worship? It just doesn't make sense. And even in some of those villages where they don't wear tops, right? They can't worship God. And Mm -hmm. so this is what a lot, a lot of that is we've got to, okay, I'm about to go off. (laughs) We've got to break down a lot of the colonialism that has made its way into our churches and into our Christianity, because we started to dress like a type of people and, and a type of people, their culture, their way there became Christianity. And that (laughs) is not real. That's not accurate. And honestly, I really believe that if we read our Bibles, right, if we actually read Mm -hmm. our Bibles, we would see that the in the epistles, the the apostles are writing letters to the churches and helping them to navigate culture, helping Mm -hmm. them to navigate and be Roman church, be Roman, be the Roman church, Mm -hmm. Uh, Galatia church in Galatia, be the Galatian church. Okay, y'all got other issues and stuff that's going on, but there was never a requirement on you got to look like you got to blah, 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 outside of 
don't get crazy and you know like be immodest and and go off and so anyway i believe that if we were back in the 20s and 30s you know when we see um people in the priests in the all black with the white collar Mm-hmm. That that came from the Puritan time, and that's what they wore. That was actually the common folk clothing, right? But we took that as only the priests can do that, and so now that we elevated that to be something that it was never really meant to be. So anyway, I can go on and yeah. on about this. Yeah, and and I'm sure we're gonna get back in just a minute, but I wanna I wanna get dig in a little deeper there. The song Jubilee. How much of those lyrics can you connect to that topic? Freedom from colonialism. Okay, so Jubilee wrote that with Brian and Katie Torwald, my white and black, my white brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I feel like they got a little anyway. Um, <laughs> they are amazing. We were just talking a lot. Of, a lot of that came out of us talking about what was going on, George Floyd, the whole situation, um, mm-hmm. because it was fresh. And um, she, uh, Katie, had asked about like jubilee like this this was the year that everybody was freed well well, no we thought at first it was like just a celebration so we decided to research it and look it up it was like no like this is when slaves were released debts were forgiven that's why they were rejoicing the rejoicing Mm -hmm. wasn't because it was just time to have a party it was because the 49 years that came before it Everybody was paying a penalty. Everybody, you know, had to do things a certain way. And that was what it was. And now this was the chance and opportunity to be free. Jesus said when he walked into that temple that this was the acceptable year of the the Lord, right? This was that year of Jubilee. This was the time where everybody was going to be set free and all their debts were going to be paid. And many times we look at how we dress, how we how we come, right? The stuff that we do as mm-hmm. that being the offering that we give to the Lord. Now this is acceptable, you know, for you. And this is what's going to make me free. And this is what's going to buy my freedom. No, mm-hmm. none of that stuff is actually what buys our freedom. All of this stuff that we give the Lord should come out of a relationship with him, right? Mm-hmm. Out of a relationship, whatever we offer, whatever holiness we have, that's our sanctification process. That has nothing to do with salvation and freedom. And um, the scriptures say it's for freedom that we've been made free. And I think that many of us go I've been free to, to come back into some type of stronghold and and be pleasing people and looking like I have to look like I'm a Christian what does that look like mm-hmm. I have a nose ring in my nose am I not a Christian like mm-hmm. these I mean these are just things and yeah, you might right. go no you're not I Brandon has tatted up tattoos all over his arms when I when I was younger I used to think that person is a, they're a biker. I wasn't even thinking they're like a Satan worshiper or something, but you would think a biker can't love Jesus. What is there? There are just things that we believe, um, Mm -hmm. things that we believe because we've been conditioned a certain way and we haven't taken a chance to get to know people. so to me, Jubilee, that song is about freedom. It's about the love of God, the love um, that Jesus really uh gave to us when he came to free us and that's the type of love that we have to give out to everybody else and we know that one of like the jubilee singers um were the ones that actually started really spreading gospel music out into into the united states of america they call themselves the jubilee singers because it was about freedom this there was this freedom song on the inside of them that had to come out you know Mm -hmm. um there's so much deep there's a lot there but yeah yeah just, I could wow. go all day. <laughs> Man, we're gonna have to get you on like a, a part two, part three. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't even want to ask. Yeah. Question. I just want to dropping jewels, dropping gems on us here. Ask me more questions. Oh. It's like this <laughs> ray of sun. I'm so sorry about this. No, 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 sunlight, you, but I love it. So you, you, you we, we were talking just now. You know, we spoke a lot about Maverick. We spoke about a lot of different things. But now also too, because it's it's there's this balance, right? Because I'm trying to understand how are you able to manage you know your solo artistry alongside like a lot of the larger collaboration right because we're seeing elevation worship the mm. feel like home collaboration you know the one house worship but also you just released you know a new single which you want to get into as well so like how are you able to balance you know your solo artistry and your creativity as well as that I always say, I don't know if it's a balance, it's a juggle more than a balance, um, which means that like at least two things can be up in the air <laughs> at, at a time, right? Um, it's not necessarily easy, but I will say that it's getting easier. I mean, on top of this, you know, I'm a wife and a mom of three, and also I'm a pastor at a church. And so there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on, but I think that when you have a grace to kind of do it, the Lord makes a way and provides. And so I have like really good teams around me that help me. Um, I, there are things I don't do. I always say people are like, how do you do it all? I'm like, I don't clean. And that is true. Um, mm -hmm. I don't. And I'm grateful for a child that is old enough to clean. Um, and so they help and we get help in the house. And I have a great village, you know, that helps me do all of that. I have to take time and go out and record and sing. I think like, this is not work for me. I really enjoy it. I love it. Um, and so I stay up all hours of the night doing it. And it's, it's an honor and a privilege to me when it, when it comes to like my own music, I can sometimes put it on the back burner, you know, because there are other things that are being done. But right now I'm in a season where I'm like, no, I have to do this now. And it feels good. Um, there's time and space to do it. And we're making room in the calendar. It's a lot of like maybe saying no now more than I said last year. Um, but that's okay too. And um, we're kind of being a little more choosy about what we do so that I can make sure that I do all of what God has called me to do. You know, sometimes you can get so excited about like, oh, they invited me. They want me here. They want me there that you don't really do what's about purpose, you know? And mm -hmm. um, one of my, um, like, he's a spiritual covering for me. His name is Apostle Lewis Dickens. He always like hits me up. He's like, Naomi, purpose just do things that are in purpose. And if you do that, you'll have energy. If you do that, you'll keep the grace on your life. If you do that, you'll fight, be able to fight the enemy and you won't be tired, you know, and overrun mm -hmm. and you'll have rest, do things that, that, that have purpose. And so I've learned to like say, okay, now's the time for this. Now's the time for that. Now's the time for that. And um, a lot of what y'all are seeing, it doesn't really take a lot of time to do, you know, it's like that elevation thing. We recorded that we were maybe there three days, you know, um, and so while it seems like it was such a vast and big thing, and it was, it's such, it's done in such a, a time frame um, that it is manageable. I hope that makes sense. No, no, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And, and we're hoping that our prayer is that a Naomi Amble is, is a part of the purpose and an upcoming album is a part of the purpose, right? Yeah. Yes. We got End of Me and Find My Peace that recently dropped too right before it. So we're hoping all of that 
Pastor Dickens will see as a part of purpose too. Yes. So <laughs> two albums coming up. Um, one is a worship project that I'm going to do. Um, and then another one is a real serious passion project for me called Journey. It's an album called Journey. And that album is chronicling. That's more, it's not a worship album in terms of like, in a church, lifting my hands and singing with people. It's more like, in a car, driving down the street, singing to Jesus by myself and get my soul together. You know, it's one of those songs. I know you guys said yeah, maybe yeah. if I wanted to sing something, I could sing. That was my song yeah, that I said. <laughs> but yeah, it's more like, you know, music, life music that we can mm -hmm. listen to. Um, because I think that worship is more than worship is more than just singing a song on a Sunday morning. Worship is actually giving your heart to the Lord. It's, it's a sacrifice of your heart. And so we got to deal with soul issues. We've got to deal with the stuff on the inside of us. And if we read the Psalms, that's really what David was doing. And so this project is going to be about my journey, my personal journey mm -hmm. and real songs, heart songs to the father. And if you are a day one, you know, in, in following me, like my first album was like that. And then people, yes. some people might be like, this is such a, you know, you're deviating from, I'm not deviating. Mm -hmm. This is exactly mm -hmm. who I've always been. Um, definition of good. Yes. Definition of yeah. good. You know That's what I'm saying? Joy. So, yes. you know, more like that. It'll be more like that. Okay. Awesome. And if you wait, I mean, the, so I guess so two, two things real quick then. So with kind of backing up a little bit to, end of me right so i mean that's that song that that's a powerful song the messaging everything is kind of like you know i'm not moving until you like so just kind of tell us a little bit because i got a little bit you know of when you know the whole story in the in the bible of you know of, you know with the angel and he's like you know i'm not moving until you bless me but there's there's also like just this this cry of their like hey you know i'm just gonna stay in this place however long it takes, but that's my interpretation. But, you know, you wrote the song. I'm going to have you go. With <laughs> I wrote it with two friends. I wrote it with a Daisy Noel and with Marianne George. Y'all probably know her. She's a maverick as well. Yeah. Um, and we wrote that. We wrote that in the midst of the pandemic on Zoom. And we were just kind of saying like, man, God, whatever you want. You know, I think we all kind of hit I'm not going to call it rock bottom, but I'm going to call it pandemic bottom or quarantine bottom where we all were just like, Lord, whatever you want to do, like, just do it in me, do it with me. Um, with us being home and having to really face ourselves and decide, make some real decisions about how we want to live. There was such a threat of dying, you know, that you had to start to decide and say, okay, am I going to do this or am I not? You know? Um, yeah that song comes from that place. It's saying, I've come to the end of me. You're doing a new thing, you know, and um, search me, do do your good work in me. This is just the beginning. I'm ready for all that it, that it will bring, you know? Like, if I need healing, if I need hope, you, like, you're the answer, you're the more, give me whatever you need me because I'm not moving till you're moving. I'm just really going to be fully dependent and reliant on you. And I think that in this um, quarantine season, we realized um, just how dependent we are on the father and how much we need him. And it's like all the stuff that we thought was going to sustain us, that it was going to work, that it was going to happen in 2020, because that was going to be our year. And we were going to have vision and sight. We saw, all right. We saw 
who God is, that God is God, that um, that life is life. Because some of us walk through life as if it's just like everything's going to be sunny and bad things don't happen. And that's not true. You know, um, we live devoid of that. And some people walk walk around like, well, life is just drudgery and there's nothing to live for. And I think we found a fight even during this whole time of 2020. I think many of us did find a fight and say, no, I want to live. I want to live and I want to um declare the work of the Lord, the word of the Lord and do all the things, you know? And so, yeah, that song is from that place. And honestly, I actually feel like that song is way more prophetic than I, than I knew and understood. I felt like when I was recording that thing, I sang it, I finished singing it. And I felt like the Lord said, and now you like the next year, cause I recorded that in 2020. I want to say November of 2020. And I felt like the Lord says, that's the song for your next year. And I was like, he was like, well, buckle your seatbelt, fasten it up, because if you're ready for all that it'll bring, let's go. And I remember just thinking in the days after that, really in the months after that, like through November, through December, even into January, I was like, Lord, what is about to happen? Because I'm ready. And, you know, we see what has been happening and what is continuing to happen. And it's like, all right, Lord, whatever you want is super prophetic for me. And so... I'm praying that it'll bless y'all as much as it's blessing it's already, me. It's already blessing us. It's, it's, it's already, it's, it's an amazing, amazing song for sure. For sure. So Naomi, can you give us a little bit? Can you give us a little tune? A little song song? Let me see. I probably could sing that one now. Y'all know I'm about to go look up the words, right? Because I'm the worst <laughs> at the words. I'm so bad at knowing my own words. But, um... Maybe I'll sing End of Me. It would be bad if I couldn't find the lyrics. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it would be so bad. Yeah, I probably can't. Um, well, we're going to try to sing it and and not know it. Oh, should or should I sing Gyra? Sorry, I'm this person that never knows what oh, to sing. I'm a whole singer. That's cool. Just, just never just know what to sing. Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Um, let me find out. Well, your lyrics are everywhere because I'm. I, I just, oh, right. I, I should have one more Yeah, I just found them on um, genius.com. This? this is how you know I'm, I should be better at this. this how you know okay. you're you big. Oh, <laughs> you're so sweet. Okay. There it is. All right. I hope they're right. Um, <laughs> Hard pressed on every side, I felt each tear that I've cried. Please help me to see that I'm never defeated, and I will not lose heart. I'll fall in line. And I'll do my part. This trouble won't outlast, no. Your beautiful promise. Does it work in me, my mortal body? But life that works through you, I have come to the end of me. It's a new thing you're doing. Stir up the spirit of faith in me. 
just the beginning and I'm ready for all it will bring yeah if I need wisdom if I need strength give me perspective Give me your rest and I will take hold of all that you said. Cause I'm not moving till you're moving. If I need healing, if I need hope, you are the breakthrough. You are the more. I will take hold of all that you say. Cause I'm not moving till you're moving. I have come to the end of me. It's a new thing you're doing. Stir up the spirit of faith in me i'm open god i'm willing jesus do a good work in me this is just the beginning and i'm ready for all it will bring yes I am ready for all it will bring. Oh my goodness. I'm just I'm just gonna just sit here for right now. I'm just gonna just chill here. After that, I'm just gonna chill here and just, <laughs> just be in this moment. My goodness. Ah. I almost said I was like, I'm not gonna sing today. And then I was like, they're just so great. I wanna sing now. You guys oh, I wanna you. sing. But. Yeah, that was amazing and so necessary. So if you're listening, whether you're at the end of yourself or you can see the end, you're at the brink and you're like, Lord, I don't know how much more I can take. This song is for you. End of Me, Naomi Rain. Available everywhere digitally. Go cop that. And the visuals. Thank you, Naomi. That video on that, that man, that video was just, it, it was amazing. So. Thank you. That's Tamika Jackson. She's amazing. She does all the things. She's beautiful. All the things. <laughs> I, mean, thank <laughs> I can't name them all. It's everything. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much for kicking it with us today, for being your authentic self, for being real, for being just... Yeah. I mean, a lot of times when you're setting up interviews, like you just never really know you know how loose you can get and how conservative <laughs> a button up you know like do i need to pull out my tie do i not like I mean, naomi is chill 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 and I'm NYC, chill. NYC, <laughs> life is yeah. too short to be uh to be uptight but thank y'all for making me feel comfortable i'm so grateful this was amazing i felt really good so thank you for having me uh, and for super professional super responsive your team was amazing so oh thank you i can't wait to wait can you say that again i'm gonna get that <laughs> again so that they can see that shout out to your team shout out Woo-hoo. to the team it was super responsive oh wait, wait one more time okay sorry go <laughs> shout out to your team they were super responsive super professional love it love it yes 
Shout you out guys are doing great. We love you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for gracing us with your presence, Naomi. Thank you, you for having me. Enjoy the unpacking and unpacking and everything else. Thanks again. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Bye. All right. Bye bye.